0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Touching.
2: Recorded live.
1: Salam and Good. This is uh, Brother Cedric, and this is Thursday night Double supply. line. The time now, seven o'clock PM Eastern Standard Time, six o'clock PM Central. I don't know who's all on, uh, but thank you to those who are here. Uh, we're in our this is the second week it, yeah i think this is the second week of our fast and um i'm hoping everyone's coming along pretty well um there's been a lot of things happening in the news um one of the things um that had happened was the uh the all right uh charlottesville Um, protests, which, I mean, really at this particular point shouldn't really start, uh, should be a surprise to anyone as to, you know, um, what actually um, happened with that. And then uh, a few minutes ago there was a um, supposed terrorist threat in Barcelona, Um, but lo and behold, we're still here and it's another day. Um,
0: Is there anyone else online? Shalom, Sister Monica. Shalom,
3: Judah. Shalom.
1: Shalom. Is there, is there anyone else online? Shalom, 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 Brother Alex, Travis. Hey, Shalom, Shalom, Shalom,
4: Sister Anisha, Shalom, Sister Travis, Judah.
1: Shalom, Aki. Oh, i uh, Anisha, thank you for sending me those um, articles. I read them. Um,
4: My pleasure. I hope they were helpful.
1: They were helpful. Um, I didn't uh, know that uh, Nat Cole's uh, grandson died, uh, Natalie Cole's son, actually. I didn't know he died. um, um I just, you know, it it was like, whoa, okay. I don't know if she has any other kids, but, you know, I'm thinking, like, was that the whole family now? Because that seems like the whole family is gone.
2: Yeah, I think
1: so. Wow. Yes, sir. I think this is Brother Trevon, Trava Benjamin. Yeah, I think that's the whole family. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's,
1: I mean, Wow. I I, I didn't even know he was sick too. I I I didn't. That's the first time seeing him too. Yeah, that's my first time seeing him. Yeah, that's my first time seeing him. The only thing I think, uh, the only thing I just, well, what I just thought about is, uh, uh, in the scriptures how I talked about, you know, if you follow these Los Angeles commandments, how how I will preserve your seed forever. And I'm just thinking like, wow, that's a that's a whole tree chopped down. Yes, sir. That's a whole tree chopped down. And and the people who got all their fruit <laughs> is the record company. And that's only if they <laughs> Yeah. And that's yes, only if they have, you know, and, and any royalties that are tied up in their name, that's all going to the record company. Yeah, man, that's um. It just makes you think, you know. Um, I think this is why this um, information that uh, our priests, have, you know, disseminated to us is so important that we correct ourselves in terms of how we establish ourselves. Same thing with Michael Jackson. Same thing with Prince. Same thing with Whitney Houston. Same thing with anybody else that comes after, you know, us. Um, and anyone before us, you know, um, just learning how to establish ourselves in law so that everything uh, has its place. Um, man, that's some deep stuff, and now I really feel bad. <laughs> now that I sat down to talk about it, I really feel bad for them. Um, May I, you know, that family has my condolences, you know. Um. But anybody have any issues uh, uh, that they want to bring to the table as far as topics, uh, anything uh, they thought was interesting uh, um, that they want to share or speak about?
4: Shalom, born on the record of Sister Anisha. I was wondering if anybody saw a congressman speak today about wanting to move to impeach Donald Trump. Mm. No? Oh my no goodness. Yes. I shared it on the wow. page. They they are um looking to impeach him. I guess I mean after that Charlottesville, Virginia situation where the white nationalists basically attack people and the police basically supported their attack because they weren't breaking up fights or getting in between opposing groups. And It was the um, Nazi, Nazi white supremacists
2: mm-hmm.
4: and um, also some Ku Klux Klan members, which I, I don't understand the difference, but they're differentiating, so I'll just put that out there. Um, and uh, the, it was Black Lives Matter. And what they were basically marching about is the removal, the state's um, actual removal of General Robert Lee's uh, statue. And the renaming of the park that the statue was in, they're going to rename it Emancipation Park. And so the white supremacists basically gathered to protest, but they didn't just gather to protest because they had shields, like, police officer shields, they had pipes, they had helmets. Um, So they were there for some action. And after the crowd dispersed, the Black Lives Matter, actually the officers made the white nationalists leave. But there were quite a few fights, quite a few brawls. And Mm -hmm. at that particular point, they were just showing a lot of Caucasian people fighting. Caucasian right. people from, black, right, from the Black Lives Matter side and Caucasian people from the white nationalist side in like, you know, on the street, both. And the police were pretty much letting them fight. But after a while, they made the white nationalists uh, disperse because I believe there was some sort of issue with permits, marching permit. Um, but Black Lives Matter, no, the white nationalists had a permit. The police made them disperse, but the Black Lives Matter didn't have a permit. So the police did not stop that Black Lives Matter from protesting after they made the white nationalists leave. And then next thing you know, somebody ran the car right into the Black Lives Matter protest. So there was a lot of hoop ninny about Trump going, you know, on media and saying that there was wrong done on both sides, you know, and people wanted them to, they wanted him to basically denounce the white nationalists. But when you think about it, there were people on Black Lives Matter that were actually in street brawl with them. Mm
2: -hmm. You know what I'm
4: saying? On the street. So when he said that there's was wrong done on both sides, you know what, he, he was right. But that guy, that particular guy, is a 20-year-old white nationalist, just you could tell totally brainwashed. But, you know, that guy took it too far. Um, so basically, I guess that was the icing on the cake or whatever that made... Um, someone in Congress felt that they had the ammunition to move on impeaching Trump as, you know, in his negligence in responding appropriately to the Charlottesville, Virginia incident. Um, but I'm also wondering because, you know, he had that settlement with Trump University where he settled out of court
2: mm-hmm.
4: and there was issues of fraud around his university Um you know there was issues about the Russian Russia hack supposedly mm-hmm. to the Democrat Democratic National Party so i think it democrat green was petitioning the congress for impeachment today and then huffington posted a nice uh, you know what, it wasn't really a nice piece on why impeachment was possible because they really didn't talk about Trump or what possible evidence that they might have against him to impeach him. What they talked about was Nixon and why Nixon got (laughs) impeached and the behavior that Nixon portrayed. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, well, I understand what you're saying. Like Nixon was using the government for personal gain, and you feel that Trump is doing that as well with all of these private ties to Trump, uh, to Russia and we don't know what they uncovered when they were, you know, um, when they were investigating. Um, it wasn't Sessions. Who's that guy that they were investigating that basically was like, I wrote down all the notes uh, from our meetings and what he was asking me to do? I
1: can't remember um, his name.
4: I can't. I know it's not just sessions. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Maybe it's not just sessions. It's someone else. He resigned, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, he resigned. I, I just can't remember his name, and it's like right there because I see his face. I just can't remember his name. I'll, I'll, I'll say it in the middle of uh, us discussing it. Go ahead, sister. Yeah, and
4: then yeah. So I forgot. I forgot. I forgot his name. So yeah, they're trying to impeach Trump, and it was really interesting. And as I got into a verbal duel. With some bigots on this chat, this channel's live feed, um, and they were talking about the removal of Confederate faces carved, Confederate faces on Stone Mountain, right? And mm-hmm. in Georgia,
2: mm-hmm.
4: the stone the Confederate um, stone faces that are carved on a Stone Mountain in Georgia. So we're, we're sitting here listening. The mayoral candidate for Atlanta is speaking on the issue, and he's talking about love. And you got these idiots on the thread talking about bring Elvis back. Can we get – yes, El- Yeah, bring Elvis back. Can we get –
2: <laughs> can we board, get
4: <laughs> yeah I, man? Listen, can we get rid of the MLK statue that's down here, or why don't we get rid of some of the Black Panther memorials? I don't feel comfortable with any of them here. Um, what else did they say? What else did they say?
0: Abraham Lincoln too, right?
4: I don't. They didn't bring up Abraham Lincoln, but they were they. Which just and I was like, I was like, sorry, but Elvis Presley was a beast. Rest in peace, Chuck Berry. And so they're like, what? Why you
2: doing God! He's like, they're like, oh,
4: yeah, I want to get rid of the, you know, the Black Panther memorial. And I was like, well, the Black Panthers stood for self-defense and self-sufficiency, not murder of innocent people and lynching people based on the color of their skin, like what we saw demonstrated in Charlottesville, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just so interesting. So there's a lot of... um, there's a lot of stuff going on nation nationwide and in abroad. I don't know if anybody knows that there was another van mowing over which the authorities of Spain are calling another terrorist attack, where someone drove a van into a very well known tourist American tourist um hot spot in Barcelona, Spain today. Mm-hmm. Um yeah.
1: Um, yeah, just you know, I just brought that up. I uh, When when you, um, before everyone spoke and said, uh, announced themselves, I had uh, mentioned that there was, a, I guess, a terrorist attack or something like that in Barcelona. Uh, it's, it's yeah. like, on, on my news feed. So, but, I mean, because I didn't look at it. I only saw it, like, right when we got on the call. And I, if you want to speak on if you know a little bit more about it, you can speak on it, sister.
4: Well, when I saw it this morning, they said only one person was dead, but, like, 50-something people were possibly injured, and they said the death toll could to go up to 13 uh, dead, and they, and see, sometimes I'll be wondering about them, if they're, like, staging these different things around the the, the globe, and at home, here at home, too, because it's like, man, if somebody's dead, you know if you got a pulse or not. You can't go from one person dead to 13, all of a sudden, but... You know, this is what the article was saying. Right. And uh, they were just saying that three suspects were in the car. They plowed into a group of tourists on this, like, boardwalk-type thing, and they jumped out the car and they ran. Two of the suspects got away, and one got cornered in some sort of bar or something, um, and the their authorities, the, the Spain Authorities are calling it a terrorist attack, um, and there's been some really, really um, interesting backlash to sanctuary cities in California, where the California residents, uh, some Arizona residents, Texas residents are up in arms about certain state officials attempting to use California as sanctuary cities for illegal immigrants. We're not talking about legal residents that have been here for some odd years and are good law abiding residents. We're not talking about people who immigrated here and obtained citizenship and are law abiding citizens. We're talking about illegal immigrants that come here, they're trying to make sanctuary cities for uh in Calif, in California, Arizona and Texas. So there's a lot of people within these communities that are up in arms and I wanted to take a look at um the faces of these people cuz you know you think you'd see white nationalists. Mhm. But as I clicked on the link, I see Mexicans.
2: <laughs> oh.
4: Wow. Yes, fighting against illegal immigration, um saying that the Mexicans that are coming here illegally are bringing drugs. They're part of the drug cartels. They're violent. I lost a nephew. I lost a son. I lost a daughter. I lost a father, etc. to an illegal immigrant. Um, they are African-American. Um, one guy got up and he said, you know, I, there's a place, um, you know, where I where they all come to congregate, and there's a store there, and he said, you know, and he said, all you know, because he was meeting in front of the city council, and he said, all you know, those, I think he called those rainbow houses, you know those are drug houses, you know those are heroin houses, and you don't do anything about it. As soon as I walk out my door and down the street, just wanting to go to the store, I got five people offering me a, um fake IDs. I got another five people telling me that they can give me a fake social security number. And, you know, I was just like, oh, my gosh!" So there are a lot of, and I was surprised, there was another black lady that got up, and she was like, you know, you guys put us out of uh, a house, and it was an illegal residence that shouldn't have been renting but we asked you guys for help to find housing and you put seven families, seven African-American families out on the street with no place to go and you said you had no resources to assist us. These are seven African-American families that are United States citizens and whose families have been here for generations and generations and generations and whose families have basically built this country. And now you're telling me that you want to allow illegal immigrants into our neighborhood, offer them the sanctuary city, and that they're going to be able to tap into medical resources, educational resources, and food assistance programs like they are regular normal citizens, but yet you couldn't help me and the seven other families that included minors to find housing, adequate housing, after being in a place that wasn't even supposed to be renting in the first place. So I found that very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. There was something else I wanted to say. Oh, and then there's two temp agencies that are actually being sued by African Americans because we all know that the unemployment uh, wage gap between African Americans and Caucasians is at least double between them. So there are a lot of African-Americans that are seeking employment via temp agencies. And there's these temp agencies, I think one out of Wisconsin and another one in the southern states that are being sued for discrimination Hmm. because they rather send illegal immigrants out because they can pay them less. And they're basically not able to, if their rights are being violated, they're not able to go to the EOC, EOC or any any governmental department, really, um, because they're not legal citizens. So there's really not much hoovering and hollering that they can do, whereas the African American, they use code words, like they use code words to call the black men and black women, you know, and be like, "Oh, but no," you know. I forgot one of the cold words that they said that they were using. But yeah, there are some temp agencies that are being sued for discrimination, and uh, that's all I've been seeing lately. I yield.
1: Mm. That, um, the one that caught me. Well, I'll wait. Um, I'll wait. I'll wait to get my responses. Any Anybody <laughs> have any thoughts about?
0: uh some of the uh, topics that she shared Okay, well, I'll uh say this. And on one
1: hand, like going back to the situation with the uh with the uh immigration and um uh them uh being uh, placed in the neighborhoods uh where people are not able to uh have access to certain programs that not even legal immigrants are actually having access to. Um, it just goes to show how uh, how money and politics uh eventually go sour sometimes. Um and I mean, I'll say this. There's a reason behind everything. Most of those reasons are, you know, not to our liking, uh, but there are reasons behind it. Um, and that sounds like something, uh, that sounds like a, a interest for the government, that they would allow something like that to happen, Um yeah, that definitely sounds like uh, uh interest, you know, for the government, for them to allow immo- illegal immigrants to come and uh, just place people in uh, areas or uh, place people in neighborhoods where the people who are barely getting the resources, um, now they're able to receive it. But, there's a, I, you know, just like there's something with this whole – Every time you look, uh, there's a terrorist attack here or there's a a, a, a protest here. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, within, you know, this whole protesting thing is getting uh, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm starting to see something here. I'm starting to notice the people who are protesting you have uh you have the white nationalists protesting now you have the feminists moving back up in effect now you got the l g b t which was at some point not even a non factor because society you know never really considered uh them not even not even as a minority. They just weren't even part of the infrastructure of government. Um and then you have Black Lives Matters. Um these oh and um uh, yeah I would just say like right now they're at the forefront. Those four those four groups at the forefront of uh what we consider uh protesting. At least that's what society calls protesting. Um, if you you know read other elsewhere would you know tell you something else for protesting, but and and I think that would be more stronger than actually going outside and picking signs. But you know that's just my thing. That's just this is just me. But anyway, I'm looking at how all these groups just simultaneously popped up within the last several years, and, like, they're all at the same time. And now you have these white nationalists going from uh, capital to capital uh, protesting. And everywhere they go, you have more groups come out. So I'm starting to see where all this could potentially lead as – Everybody's been, you know, we all know for years now that they've been talking about martial law, this martial law, this martial law, martial law, martial law. Looks like what they're trying to do is they're trying to, they're trying to put some speed to it to amp this thing up a little bit more faster, because it seems like it ain't popping off fast enough. Because I can't understand, you know, I, in all honesty, I really don't understand why the white nationalists are protesting. Because the person that they voted for, he's in office. And he really don't give a damn what they're doing. <laughs> the feeling is they've always just been protesting not anything against them and not anything against, you know, Black Lives Matter in particular. But I just feel like all of this is it, its all staged, obviously. But, um, yeah, it it just all seems staged. Uh, but it's convenient for them for whatever, you know, Plans they may have, and let them keep having them. Like I'm reading this post today, where okay, I'll start with this. and Anisha, she was just talking about how um, they um are taking down the uh uh what, the Lee statue, the General uh Lee statue. Is that what you were talking about, Octy?
4: I'm sorry. Say that
1: again. We were saying that they were trying to take down some monument. Um,
4: mm-hmm. Okay. The general, the general Robert E. Lee, um, on horseback in char Charlottesville. Um, okay. And they were renaming the park to Emancipation Park.
1: Well, check this here, because in my in, in the city that I'm in. There's this article I just saw while we were online, and it was talking about how, uh and this is from WTOC, which is our, our local news, uh, local news uh, station, and they're talking about how uh, Savannah City Council Mayor Eddie Deloach stated that the city is beginning the process of renaming the perceived racist name of the Talmadge Bridge and adding to the Confederate monument in Forsyth Park. The city of Savannah will send a resolution to the governor, Nathan Deal's office, on renaming the Talmadge Bridge. Let me, because I don't know if anybody's catching what's happening here.
4: Well, I think it's, remember remember that podcast that Priest did a long time ago where he had the rabbi on talking about what they were going to do?
2: Yeah, so they
4: yeah, brown out people's time. Yeah. And it, it, I was watching a a Carnell live broadcast last night and a caller called into her her show and he said, You know, they trying to make white women a new face of the civil rights movement. I said, Holy crap. I didn't even think about that, but but remember, the only person that died, that got hit by that car, and there were like five or six people flying in the air, was that one white woman? Everybody else, my lack walked away. So, I yield, Minister, because I know you were driving the plane home.
1: No, no problem. Um, I'm saying, I said those things to say this. Now, Anybody who's uh, in a, I guess you could say, uh, African-American, so so to speak, um, they're looking at this society as, oh, we built this country, you guys built the countries off of back to black, so you owe us so on and so forth. At least that's the majority opinion of most of our African-American uh, counterparts. And... We see certain symbols of their pride as a uh, hindrance to us. At least majority of them do. I'd have to say, me personally, I don't. And let me and, and I'm gonna honestly say this, because if we don't wake up and see what is actually going on, we're gonna really miss the boat. Now you got. <laughs> They're changing certain things. They're changing, they're changing laws. They're changing policies. They're changing monuments. But see, here is what people have failed to realize about why this government has been so successful at keeping people uh, complacent or servile. Um, I was taking urban, uh, urban and development, um, I think, like, my fourth semester uh, of college. No, fourth semester before I graduated. And I remember we were talking about something called uh, uh, garden cities. Um, garden cities were um, miniature uh, subdivisions um, that were used to – Uh, make people feel like they weren't in poverty. So what would you do? You would put parks in the area. You would put more trees in the area. You would put ponds and lakes to give them kind of like a serene feeling, like they're not trapped inside of some type of box. You know, like when you walk out of a prison, all you see is the prison behind you And all this area, some area may have houses, what it would look like is it just look desolate. They don't want it. And when you look at something that looks desolate, it makes you feel a certain way. Like if you are in an area where there's like one house, nine times out of ten mentally, you're thinking to yourself, this area is desolate. There's nowhere around. I almost feel trapped. Because there's nothing in reach, so now when they put in the trees, they're putting the lakes, they're putting the ponds, they're putting the park out there. They're making you feel comfortable. They're making people feel comfortable in their slavery. Hmm. It's a mind game they're playing. Let's give everybody. Let's give black folks what they want. Let's let's take down that statue. Let's take down that flag. Let's take the shackles off their hands, and let's take the shackles off their feet. Because if they can't see slavery, they won't know that it's slavery. Oh, let's change the name of the Talmud Bridge, which is what I was getting at. Let's change the name of the Talmadge Bridge. Let's call it something free. (laughs) We're going to call that statue emancipation, but we all know on this line that majority of the people in this country are not emancipated, even outside of uh, uh, these so-called organizations, are not emancipated, and we know there are several. We know there's several principles behind that. But aside from all that, it's a game that they're playing. Cause you can't tell me that's like putting a bandage over a scar, but the scar ain't healing. Cause it's, it's cut. It is it, you know, you keep stabbing and stabbing me in the same spot where I can't see what you're stabbing me with, but I know you keep cutting me. It it hurts. Oh no, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a bandage over it. We're going to call it emancipation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a mind game. So all she this about, taking down – uh,
4: I'm
1: sorry, what you say?
4: No, I don't want to interrupt you. I don't want to interrupt your train
1: So all of this taking down the Confederate flag, all this taking down these monuments, all this let's take down the Ten Commandments from and front of the courthouse, all this let's change the name of this bridge, let's make it something that says free. Who are they doing that for? They can't be doing it for us because we all know that when we walk out of our house, we're still a taxpayer. How come you don't change that? No, that's what they did. Cause we went from being called slaves to taxpayers. But if you conceal the language or if you hide the language by using another one and keeping the other one out of circulation, what does that say to the person who's being, you know, who's in that system who doesn't know what's what? They're enslaved to a certain type of indoctrination. You can't tell me that I'm free because you changed the name of the Talmud's Bridge. You can't tell me I'm free because you took down the Confederate flag. Just the other day, Al Bernard had bust out and said that the, Confederacy, that the Confederate States won. And I said, yeah, they didn't. I, I think he said it. But I also went behind and I said, yeah, they did win because they joined the union. They joined the union. Now, a lot of people didn't catch why I said that. Let me make this very clear. And I know we all know at this particular point in time that, okay, they fought because of slavery. But when you pay close attention to it, they were fighting to protect the institution. That's all they did. That's what the whole war was about. So you had people who calling themselves the Confederacy fighting to secede the Union because they weren't allowed to keep their slaves. The states was basically like, you stupid. You stupid, nigga. Shut up. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I'm not saying you can't keep the slaves. I'm just showing you another way to keep them so that they don't know that they're slaves. Right. That's what that whole thing was about. You going you're either going to shut up and get on board or shut up, and then we kill you, and then we take your slave. so yes, then that's a problem for us because we're demanding all these changes, not knowing how it could be detrimental to us, because at the end of the day, all it's, all they're doing is just all they're doing is making you comfortable in your servitude. You take the flag down. You think you're free? See, so you can't fly that flag no more, so I ain't no slave. And they laughing at you behind your back. Like I have
4: equality. Well, yeah, you all have equality in debt <laughs> servitude, you servitude, but yes, sir. You know what and, reminds me of, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I want your opinion about that. Um, it kind of reminds me of that part in the Matrix where. Um a on Morpheus, Yeah, I the more people <laughs> is like, Do you want to know what the Matrix is? And he's like, Yeah. She's like, Well unfortunately no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to be shown. And then the the other the other scene that it flipped, flipped to that I'm thinking of is when he loaded up the face program. Mm -hmm. He was like, you know, this is the world you think you live in, you know. Mm -hmm. But this is exactly the world that we live in. And the year is 2057, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, let me out of here. I want out of here. And when they finally took him out of the the program, he, you know, upchucked and passed out. Mm -hmm. That would take most people. Most people don't want to be unplugged.
0: Oh, I learned
2: remember,
4: it all. <laughs> remember, Priest was saying that, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's mercy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mercy mm-hmm. because. Most people don't want to fend for themselves. They don't want to uh, govern themselves. They don't want to grow their own food. They don't want to make their own clothes. They don't want to have to find their own water source and filter that water source and bring that water back to the house so that they can cook. And they don't want to tend to animals so that if they want meat, they can have meat. They want everything done to them. They don't want to make their own soaps and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, when the civil right, when the civil war actually happened, I'm wondering if because it's almost like we've been asleep for almost like it seems like we've been asleep for double the amount. Because so I think the first slave as they said on record was in South America, and it was in like 1468 or something like that mm-hmm. that they know of. Mm-hmm. So if you go from 1468 and Acts 400, that's 1868. Mm-hmm. Um, And the Civil War was when?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Darn. Let me, I'll just say I don't know because I can't remember the dates. I don't know.
4: Yeah, so it's almost like we've been 800 years under a spell instead of the, just the 400 years under the spell. And like, mm-hmm. Even though they try to, like even, you know, every Jubilee, Queen Elizabeth comes here and she tries to emancipate the bond servants, but nobody mm-hmm. wants to go anywhere. And everybody has two holes bore through their ears.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So they love their master and they don't want to leave their master. I'm going to so, show you. Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say, I'm to show you how right you are. So I was uh, in a group called Unapologetic Advice and Questions 101, of which I'm not in the group anymore. Now, I'm under the impression that you can ask any question you want and you don't have to apologize for it. Hence, Unapologetic Advice and Questions. And if you go on the, if you go on that news thread, people are asking like really uh just frivolous questions. Um, like I'll give you an example of one and I'll tell you the question that I asked, and I'm gonna explain to you the response that I got from the question I asked. So I'll start with the questions that you'll usually see when you go in the group. Okay, uh so my name is Monte and Um, man, I got this chick, right, but we've been dating for three months, but I also got this other chick, and we've been dating for four months, but, you know, I really, I'm digging the one that I've been dating for three months, but the one from four months, you know, she, uh, you know, she got more money than one for three months, you know, but, uh, what y'all think I should do? You don't think I should stay with the one for three months because you know I'm bigger oh or the one for four months because you're giving me more money? Like, this is the question that they ask on here. And I'm like, okay. your train of thought is like, I, I see what your train of thought is. But let me explain to you the question that I asked. And I'm going to tell you the answer that I got. And it blew me a, not necessarily blew me away, but it was disappointing because I was like, wow, they won't even try. But check this out. So this is a question that I asked. And this is my first question, by the way, because if you don't ask any questions in the group, they'll kick you out because you they feel like you don't participate in the, enough. So I decided to finally ask a question. Knowing me, this is what I asked. I said, This is my very first post on here. Not sure how this will go, but okay. Question. If the government reported that it was about to liquidate all its assets in terms of stock bonds and persons to pay off all of its creditors, and they placed a burden on all the people in America where if you owe any kind of debt, you couldn't travel, or... If the government said that its government is officially bankrupt, being sold, and its occupation is about to be translated to another group of shareholders or people who run the country, and you only had three months to make plans to leave before you can become translated to the new shareholders of government, to all the black people, where would you go? What will you do about leaving with debts attached to you? Think before you answer, because considering the times that we are facing, our people really need to think critical and get real about life. I got this. One person said, what the F kind of question was that? Wow. This isn't isn't college. And then one person said, I don't even hear that much thought on any quiz from my professor." And then another person says, do you want that answer in MLA uh, format or do you want that in uh, – uh, what's the other one? I can't remember. But I know that was one. And then it was, I ain't going to answer this dumb-eat question.
4: Wow. You need to rewrite then it with your question.
1: You you need to write, you need to re- your question wasn't very, your question wasn't uh, written out well. You need to write it where people can understand it. And I'm thinking to myself, how about you just read? <laughs> how about you wow. take your time and actually read? And I was like, I said, well, I'll tell y'all what, you don't even have to answer it now. Why don't you read it, take a break from it, and then come back and then give your best response. One person did ask, did ask a question I thought was pretty interesting. One person said, all I'm trying to figure out is how am I supposed to get somewhere if I don't have no money? And I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, that was the whole purpose of me asking the question mm-hmm. so that you can think about that. That's the whole point of me asking that question. But the point I'm saying, the the point I, I'm I'm getting at is, Oh, and then, by the way, I started deleting people because what I realized is that some of those people were trolls, and they were polluting the question. They were polluting the post. So I had to remove some of them. So what happened was the person who uh, was monitoring the the group, so to speak, uh, said what – uh, I said there's too many trolls on here. So he said, "What trolls?" I said, "The five trolls that I deleted." And I said, "I'll delete more." So then he says, "Which I wasn't talking to him." He said, "Well, if you delete me, you just know you'll be cut." So I I deleted them because I, I didn't make that statement to you, you know. And I don't have to be in the group. So then you kick me out of the group. Then you snapshot my question. Then you got back on it and said. You seem mad. And then I said, well, no, I'm I'm not mad. I'm just not into playing games. And then I blocked you. But then I wasn't allowed back in the group. But the point of the story is this. It gave me a chance to really see how our people take lightly the things that are happening now. Like they... It works for this system works for these cuckazoids because these people are thinking exactly the way these people want them to think. Don't worry about nothing. Let us handle everything, <laughs> so then they make you feel like, hey, I ain't got to worry about doing that. But then as soon as the government say we're cutting all food programs we're cutting right. we're cutting snap, we're cutting uh uh what's the other we're cutting links, we're cutting snap. And we're cutting HBCUs. Yeah, we're cutting money for HBCUs. Oh, and we're cutting uh, access to health care, which they're doing now. Man, these Negroes going to write and pick it. And I'm saying to myself, where was all that, you know, when when folks was actually warning y'all about this stuff? Y'all wasn't making a fuss then. But then again, life is always a joke until you have to face it. So like you said, most people aren't ready to be unplugged. Just like I had to explain to a brother today when he was talking about uh why uh why our people won't be able to come together and build another government. But I said, Yeah, 'cause we I said, but we have built a government. We built the country of Liberia. And he was saying that, well, if we built the country of Liberia which he knew why, Uh, he knew the answer, but he asked me, he said, well, if we built the country of Liberia, uh, which was built by free slaves, so to speak, then why aren't all the African Americans over there? I say, well, brother, for the same reasons all the Europeans aren't over here because not all the Europeans invested in the venture." So, no, you're not going to have a whole lot of African Americans in a particular colony because it's a colony for a reason, because the people who are colonizing are the one who's putting the money behind it or putting the brain work behind it. That is the new assembly for those people, for that, that colony that be, may become a potential state. So not everybody going to make it just like everybody not going to make it to new Israel or whatever it is that we decide to call it or whoever decide to call it. All I'm saying is people think that, you know, all these African Americans, all these Latinos and all of these native Americans are just going to hold hands and we're going to come together. And then that's going to just be, you know, the end of it all. And it's like, no, that isn't, that's, not how it works because even in the scriptures it tells you that there's a remnant. These are the ones who will understand the principles the noblemen who will come and they will restore the government. So not everybody ain't going to make it. But we'll, you know, it is our you know, charge to extend our hand to people who want it. They have to want it. And from what I can see, (laughs) There's folks out here who are like, I'm full. I don't want your help. You know, but that's because now, you know, they're taking down the Confederate flags and you know, monuments and they're calling it emancipation. It's a it's a lie. You know, um, you go in Disneyland, everything got cotton candy and cupcakes on it. You know, everything is being made pretty to make everybody feel comfortable. They put the rainbow in Atlanta in the uh, walk in the uh, in the uh, crosswalk for these uh, for the LGBT. And I'm saying to myself, if these people had any brains, they would see that these people are using them. But because these people are allowing you to have parades and whore around. You know, you think you're free. No, nah, man, this prison getting deeper and deeper, and it's getting overcrowded. Shalom, brother. Yes, ma'am.
3: Shalom, brother. This is Sister Monica. I'd like to add yes. a little bit onto what both you and Sister Nisha have been saying. You got the to... that. Uh, I don't know who it was that shared it on um the post today it said uh, that the a- that the um, anti defamation league uh, put a uh, that was, a that was the is that the he Hebrew Israelites are actually the biggest threat. Did you happen to see
1: I, I saw I-, I looked at the title, I didn't look at the article,
3: but article, yeah, you have to read the article because what it really basically is saying is all of this Legislation that they're about to do, you know, they did all of this racial tension in Virginia to so we could make new laws against um, groups like that. But at the same time, now they're trying to classify all Hebrew Israelites in that group. Understand I understand so you understand uh, where it's going? Where it's going? It's going. Oh, yeah. it's I. I you now. know
2: what?
1: You know what, Octi? I kid you not, and I wish. Uh, our, our Minister Robert was on here. We were talking about this last year. We were talking about this at the beginning of last year. We said, because cause Minister Robert, he's, he, when I say he's a true uh, watchman, like, mm-hmm. nothing literally gets past his brother. Like, he, he's got his eyes on everything mostly all the time. So he's seeing certain different things. He brought it to my attention one day. He said, brother, you got to pay attention to some of the news out here about, um, uh, about our people because it's starting to – the Hebrew Israelites is starting to leak into the media. Exactly. And I said – when I started – looking at it and seeing, you know, how all these things will add up, because I said, well, dang, you know, they're starting to talk about the Moors now. They're starting to, the, the Moors, are they're going to court. They're getting put in prison. And then you start hearing on the news about a couple of, what, a couple of months back when that man went on that rampage and supposedly killed all those 14 people. They wanted to link him to the Hebrew Israelites.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then it, was the, then it was the guy in Washington, I think. I can't remember. He walked into that place and he, he stabbed those four people or something like that, black guy. They wanted to link him to the Hebrew Israelite because he had on his page where he was talking about Shalom and he was talking about he a Jew and this, that, and the other. I said, yo, it's only a matter of time. What they're going to do is they're going to make laws against terrorism. Exactly. Going. They're going to start making laws about terrorism, but the new addition to it is they may add
3: us to the terrorist list. They did that this morning.
1: They added Hebrew Israelites to the terrorist
3: list? Yes, they did. Look at the article. It breaks it down. It it, it talks about, it says, uh, they go by names like, it, it talks about the different Israelite name, names right? that they use. Excuse me? I, I think I saw what you were talking about.
4: It was uh, like a, a chart or something on MSNBC or CNN, where they had like. What was really funny about the chart is like they had black separatist groups, mm-hmm. 193, and then they had like they had they separated it. They had neo-Nazi, KKK, um, anti-Muslim. Uh, and like a couple of different things, which all could have went under the banner of um, <laughs> KKK, but right. I saw one that was listed as like a uh, black
3: separatist group. I yielded. Oh, it was just it was the article was so upsetting. It breaks it down. Um, it talks about it's showing us as the biggest threat. It says it says we're a threat to Muslims. We're a threat to lesbians. We're a threat to um. White, we're a threat to Asians. That we're trying to get the the uh, Mexicans and and the um, Native Americans to join us in, in believing that we're God's Joe chosen people. And it said, surely we must. We're, we're not God's chosen people because otherwise we would be Jews. And and, and the article goes on. And, and and what I found most fascinating is it was a huge article. And in the very bottom corner, it says we're outraged at the racial disparities that went on. So something to that effect in the bottom corner is a real small article, but they led with the Hebrew Israelites. So basically what it's saying is they didn't feel threatened by those attacks and those people saying we don't want Jews, we're going to get rid of the Jews. Um, they were more upset with the Hebrew Israelites saying we're more of a threat to them than these white separatists, is what the article said. And they were trying to get the rest of, of the United States to go along with their beliefs in, in seeing us as the biggest threat to America right now.
1: I can already tell you where this is going, but it's a two-fold, it's a twofold ending. So eventually what's going to happen, and a lot of people don't see it, but all the Hebrew Israelites, they're going to join together.
3: They're going to have to.
1: They're going to have to. They're going to join together. They're going to join together, and, and then the government is going to try to promote, they're going to have a campaign against us. But, 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 and see, the thing about it is here's the dangerous part of painting everybody with the same brush. The government has to inspect. If they don't inspect and they make all these, and see, that's just the one thing about the media, as well as the Anti-Defamation League and the Pew Research Center, in uh, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center or whatever they call themselves, who do all of these quote unquote uh um uh, goal, uh um analysis and all this other different stuff they better be careful not to uh paint everybody with the uh with the same brush because what they may end up doing is making laws uh or causing policies to be enacted. Uh, by public servants, and those public servants may breach somebody's rights, and that will be more money out their pocket, especially if there's an injury involved. So I think that they might, you know, they may, uh, they may want to take a loss. They may don't care, because and at the you know rate that they're going, you know, they do seem kind of like they don't care, but. It seems like to me now, yeah, this is really uh, pushing itself to where like it's like God saying, yeah, y'all don't want to work together, but God damn it, y'all got to now. Because now they're about to try to plan to take you out. But here's another thing. There was a young uh, lady on Facebook, this was last week, and she she wrote a post she was saying that she was part of this group. Well, it actually wasn't a part of the group. She was actually placed in the group. You know how usually when you're in Facebook somebody adds you to a group you don't know. She said, well, she was in the group. Um and she was reading about and and by the way, this was a white nationalist group. And she was saying, you know, how we need to understand that something is terribly wrong now. She say and that something is going to happen. She say because I'm in this group of white nationalists and I see them they're they're plotting against you. Mm. She say they're plotting. They said they did she say no. When I say that they're plotting against you, she said I they are plotting against you. She said, Yes, they say they know that you guys are the children. She said that they are plotting against you to so take you out, to wipe you out, to get rid of you. And I do think you guys will take this life only because you know, you're not dealing with the typical uh, white man.
2: And
1: so the. Negroes were saying, "Oh well, you all gonna protect us and this, that, and the other, and that, okay, and the, the, myself, "Well, I feel like to a certain degree that may be true, but even, you know, I also keep in mind that it's like, did
2: somebody see some music? Hey, go yeah, I music, "Hello to the Brother
0: rocks, music, you. i Oh, I was trying to tell you something. Okay. Um
1: I lost my train of thought. I apologize everybody. Um, yeah. You were
4: inside of a. This girl posted on Facebook talking oh, about yeah. someone added her to a white nationalist group.
1: And um, what ends up happening is, you know, our people were like, "Well, we're not worried about it because God, that, the God is on our side." And you know, they've been plotting against us. And I'm thinking to myself, "Well, you know, well, when you look at, okay, look at the story with, um." Look at the story with uh, uh, Bel, was it bel peor I think that was the one. Uh, One of the Ammonite uh, kings when uh, Israel came out of Egypt and they were getting ready to conquer Canaan and how this Ammonite king uh, was plotting against them. You know, even though he didn't necessarily succeed on behalf of the prophet that, you know, spoke against it, but I'm looking at the fact that these folks, you know, are preparing. They've always been preparing. And usually when they want something done, they know how to get it done. And one of the things that I I, I think that our, you know, African American brothers and sisters are, you know, like oblivious to it just seems like every year they get oblivious to the fact that these white nationalists operate through the corporate structure. They Mm -hmm. operate through the political structure. They operate through the judicial structure. So they know how to get in and do what they need to do. And this is why you shouldn't be so, you know, this is why we shouldn't be so willy-nilly when it comes to uh, people making threats against us because, you know, when the young lady was saying she was just like um, these people are, they're on a different mindset than before. That's why, that's why, and then it was strange because it's, it's this week now, and she made that statement last week, and then all of a sudden you had this protest. And they're now supposed to have another protest in Atlanta and, like, six more other cities.
4: Very interesting.
1: So I don't necessarily know what is going to happen, but I know that these pawns, which are the, you know, KKK, they're not the pawns. They are, the foot soldiers, by the way, they're they're setting this thing up. They're trying to get the ball rolling.
4: May I interject something, Minister? Yes. I'm just finding it really interesting I'm looking at the Charlotte, Charlottesville, Virginia situation, they had they had you know the police shields? Yeah. Like the riot gear shields. They had shields yeah. like that. Mm. At, at their protests. Yeah, and helmets like police helmets. Like like they go to work at day and like like they're an officer by day and they get equipment and sometimes, you know, they break equipment and they can get another one, and so they'll take the one that was running ragged home. <laughs> yeah. What? Like they had shields like that. Um, and what came to mind while you were saying that they're amping it up, I had this mind, I think I put it on the to stop the madness profile that we had to had to put put up. Where Rockefeller, J.D. Rockefeller, was saying that the world is at a point where it's ready to accept the new world order. All mm-hmm. we need is the right disaster to usher it in place. Mm-hmm. Then there was this brother that did this video via Facebook. the um, sister tagged me into it, where he was showing the different list. Um, the different Lyft drinks, the alcoholic beverage, and how on the can, I'm sorry, you're so clean. On the can, there was like a message with pearls that fit. Like one of the cans was showing the harlot sitting on many waters and it was showing um, people dying, white people, because they were literally white people. They were literally black people. And they had NWO, I think, on the can. I'll try to tag you into it. And then the other other can was like petrous pieces that fit into into, into place.
1: Okay.
4: So when you lined up the messages, it was like the puzzles were basically going into place for the race war that will inevitably end in new world order. But what I also was thinking as you guys were talking and saying, that, well, one of these Israelites are going to have to join together. But what's really even more tantamount about the scenario of the open attack on that particular belief or mindset is the fact that the force will actually be exposed
0: and they'll be they'll
4: be unprotected and exposed, unable to really defend themselves unless they resort to violence. And I don't know how that's going to work when they're going up, and at, up, up against an adversary that has more advanced weapons than they do.
2: Mm-hmm. So
4: if the authorities come knocking and your paperwork ain't right, you're going in. And if you fight, you're dying. Right. That's just the bottom line. So join together if you want to. That's fine. But this is just the reality, and what people are going to be. Finding is that there's going to be a light left on, and that light is going to be tried for Aboriginal nations, yeah, and what's really interesting is that I don't know if you remember on fellowship matter of fact, it might not have been in fellowship, it might have been the thought. Please try to ask me if he if i if he thought that if he opened up the political asylum that people would be interested in political asylum. And this was like maybe the end of last year. He asked that question. And I said, yeah, I think they definitely would be. So hearing the article Sister Monica just brought out and hearing your 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 outlook um or your the view that you see it from. And then combining that with what I'm seeing, everything is lining up. Mm-hmm. So, if mm-hmm. they, I mean they they already know we're here.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like thinning the herd. And yeah. most high said let the let the tears let the tears grow. Right, the yeah. weed and tears, Let them grow together until it's cheating time. And gotta the ones happen. that are not, yeah, yeah. And the ones that not fit are gonna get thrown in the fire. Yeah,
1: it's just you
4: 100.
1: know, it's, it's gotta happen. Um, it well, here is the one thing, and 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 I brought it, and I'm bringing this back up on, for this particular reason. Um, uh, in the case of us building Liberia, because the guy bust out and said, "Well, yeah, those slaves they went over there and they treated the natives so bad." Well, aside from all of that, I'm looking at the fact that, as I stated, I think uh, last year sometime when I first, you know, learned about the whole situation, I meant, you know, I was fascinated by the fact that we were able to build. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, I felt like they were a political pawn for the United States to gain access to that particular area of Sierra Leone because that's where Liberia is. It's like right there in Sierra it's in the piece of land of Sierra Leone, um, which is I think was at the time a Portuguese colony, just a Portuguese uh colony. But aside from that, these free slaves, so to speak, were um instruments of government. They understood government enough to go over there and build. I don't think that they built it alone. Obviously, they didn't build it alone because you had certain people who were part of the, um, uh, I think, part of the uh, American Colonization Society who, I think, financed them. Or was it another? I can't remember. I think it was another society that financed them. And um, But the American Colonization Society went over there to help them build. Aside from all of that, you know, I also make mention that we should definitely – we can always learn from our past because nobody gets it right the first time. If we knew that we were building this in the interest of the people who were funding us, these, you know, our financiers, you know, I'm pretty sure if we were wise enough, we would have never done it because we, wouldn't under, we would would understood that, you know, we, like these people, we were colonizing. We were colonizing – well, we were colonizing to a certain degree if, you know, most of us bearing Native American ancestry. Aside from that, um, everybody didn't go uh, with these people to build this colony. Everybody didn't go to uh, Syria and Israel from Mycenae and Greece and Lacedaemonia to help establish the Roman Empire there. Everybody didn't go to uh, Chaldea. When the Persians and the Medes invaded Chaldea, everybody didn't go to Samaria. When the Samar, when uh, Syria was occupying the Samarian, uh the Samaritan area or the Samaria area, everybody didn't go to the land of Israel when the Jewish people went to occupy it. It just didn't work that way.
0: So. Long story short, as you say, you know, the
1: the the rest is going to get burned, you know. Um, that's just the way life is, you know. But as I said it earlier, you know, we can help who we can help, who we can help, and anybody who's for us, you know, is with us, and anybody against us, that's you know, hey, we have to do what we have to do. 'Cause the first principle of uh natural law is self preservation. <laughs> so, you know, but at the end of the day, man, everything is lining up. Uh we just need to we just have to stay uh concise as to what we are doing. Because once you guys like literally understand what it is that priest is getting you guys to do, it is bigger, and just so much bigger than you just made a choice. It's going to shock you as to when you finally realize what you have done. For those who are on this line, it is going to shock you what you actually did, and it is going to be brilliant. I When I realized what it was years ago, I was like, hell, all we do have to do is just do this and sit back because everything else is just going to fall right on in place. So I say this again to my brothers and sisters going here in due time because that's when it happens. Aside from that, though, um, we also understand that, you know, these people who are planning against us, they ain't going down without a fight. And most of their fight is legal. The rest of it is physical. The physical part is only when they're trying to when they're trying to purchase the property or collect on the purchase. It's no different than when they try to they try to seize you for a for for a crime that you did Go through the court first, then what do they do afterwards? They send the bailiff to go and collect the property they send them to arrest it. That's the physical part. And then the other physical part is when they hold you for the, you know, they hold you and then they make you do the time. So in due time. Anybody have any other topics that they want to put
3: on the the table? Shalom Nation shared that link um, on, on the page here. It says uh, the ADL. It's the yeah, Anti Defamation League. I'm definitely reading that. It's a Black Hebrews, um, is what they are. A sect out of California. Man, but, you know, I know. So, I know my, my point on it, I think we need to set ourselves apart from that particular sect. Well,
1: well, but, but you what know what's, what's so interesting about it, Augie? Is the mm-hmm. path. Is the exactly. have. You want me to tell you why? Cause it's not a whole lot of people talking about us. We we're not out down on the street. We're not, you know, we don't have our Power Ranger uniforms on. We're not out there cussing people out and all of this other different things. So we pretty much set the tone for what a Hebrew can look like. Because the one thing I've learned is, anytime you have something, if you're trying to have a revolution, it's best to move in silence.
4: Mm -hmm. often duplicated, never replicated.
1: That's
2: That's tribes
4: of Aboriginal
1: nations. Mm -hmm. That's the move in silence. You know, I commend those brothers for going out there and doing what they're doing because let me tell you something. It's not a whole lot. It takes guts to get out in the world and tell everybody in the face of adversity that the God of the Bible is the God of the world, and with today's views about that, it really takes a whole lot to deal with people spitting in your face, shooting (laughs) guns, shooting holes in the Bible, putting bullets in the Bible, showing pictures of them, flushing it down the toilet, and one could just do nothing but shake their head, because I'm thinking to myself, like, if you only knew what you flesh down the toilet, or if you only knew what you put a hole, put a bullet hole in.
0: You know
1: know what I'm saying? Like, like, like making a mockery out of it. But I'm, you know, I said to myself, somebody asked the other day, why would these white people give you the tool that they used to enslave you? I'm saying to myself because at the end of the day, they know something that you don't know. They understand law. They understand contracts too, as priests always say. Just as sure as they have a way for you to get into a contract, they have to have a way for you to get out of a contract or natural law will come down on their ass. So what did they do? They gave you the Bible as a way for you to understand the law. Because everything bye-bye. that they're doing, I'm sorry. Would you say? Ooh, I'm sorry. Point? I
4: was saying goodbye to my client. My bad. I'm going
1: oh, to. Oh no Oh, that was the craziest thing. I saw a lightning bolt in the sky, but it's not even thundering. Mm. It was bright, is all I get out. And I looked so fast, I was like, "Well, what is that?" Uh, but mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. oh, oh, mm-hmm. uh, the. Uh, anybody uh, aware of the solar eclipse that's supposed to happen? Yes, sir. There's supposed to have a solar eclipse or something like yes. that? I don't know how that's going to go. I think that's <clears> a, <throat> a I, for some reason, I just feel like that's a recipe for disaster. Because <laughs> anything <laughs> can happen between one and four.
5: And what I mean
1: is, if nobody can see nothing for four whole hours, mm-hmm. wow. What do you think would happen when you have people who are in this mindset, right? So, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking about that. But if anything, you know, they're treating they're treating. This solar eclipse, like it's the next Halley Comet. I'm sitting there, like, okay, and true, I turn the lights out in my room, in, in my house, in my kitchen, in my bathroom all the time. They don't impress me. They
4: don't don't impress always me. do that, though.
3: Huh?
4: I said, they always do that when it's a solar, a solar eclipse or Halley's Comet is going to be passing. Did you see the meteor shower last night? Holy smokes. They always are reveling and trying to interpret the signs in the sky. And, well,
1: hopefully. I'm um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, sister. I, I was thinking about something. I was about to make a joke.
4: <laughs> I'm trying not to get hit by a car. But, um, <laughs> no, we can't um, have that. <laughs> you know, I hope y'all will it. But, um, yeah, these you know what, they gave us the book back because then knew by the time that they handed us that, that book back, they had effectively destroyed our mind. Right. So that when we looked at that thing, the only thing that we would see is false idol God worship. Because yep. as soon as we left the damn plantation, we started up our own little shanty-shack churches, and we was teaching each other the same spoon-fed doctrine we learned on the plantation.
5: If we really
4: knew the truth, there would be more net-turner rebellions. There would have been more net-turner rebellions all over the country. Not saying we would have been successful, but there would have been much more if we really knew what was in that book i yield
1: you know what's so interesting i sit here and i'm thinking to myself if it worked like i said the system it worked the system that they have implemented now it works for them uh it's more so the maintaining it you know um, with so many uh people getting so much information Uh, But now they, you know, do so many things in broad daylight. But aside from that, if the people, you know, like you you said, if they gave the people the book uh, back because they knew by the time that, you know, they got the book back, the people couldn't be able to really, quote, unquote, translate it. See, they figure, oh, well, you need a dictionary, uh, you need a Hebrew dictionary to uh, translate it. No, you need this particular encyclopedia dictionary translated. No, you need all these million other books to translate it instead of actually reading what it says because its it's saying what it says in plain English, and some you really do have to read between the lines because there's a whole lot there's a whole lot of uh essence in certain uh certain uh statements ours. Like, I was blown away the other day, and I was reading, and how I realized the Vatican, or what you call the Vatican, is actually in there. But the way that they call the Vatican today, it wasn't called the Vatican in the scriptures. It was called Bethel. It was the king's chapel, or the king's court, or it... Was called something else. That's been called either L because that was where that was God's house. That was the house of God. That was where quote unquote God sat. Now it may be it may be different, but from what I've been able to gather, that was the what people would have considered the old Vatican. And what I'm why I'm saying it is because our people were the first to institute ecclesiastical law. We have already been doing it during the time of Noah. Priest has been saying this for, like, I don't know how long. And when you finally start reading this stuff and you catch on to it, it will click. So that's why I'm, like, amazed at when people, you know, will take their books and they will throw them in the trash or they will burn them or they will say, oh, I'm just throwing this in the trash and this, that, and the other. I'm like this. You could throw the Quran away because it doesn't fit into your picture of understanding the world, but but when you actually read the Quran at some point, it's it's, it's great for understanding science. When you look at uh, uh, the Book of the Dead, which I mean I've never really read it, but for the most part, it's good at understanding principles, but it there's a lot of missing elements from that, just like there's a lot of missing elements from the Quran. Um, But when you open the scriptures, there's a world there that is happening in the book, but people don't know how to interpret because we are living in a world that mimics that one, but it's called something else. And... Everything that is in it, they they extracted it from it, and they combined it all together as to confuse literally everything that's in it. And they go so far as changing certain words around to give meaning to something where it didn't mean that
3: before. So
1: that throws everyone else off again. But aside from all that, if people don't wake up now and realize that they do have the law in their hands and that they do have the will and the, you know, they have the means to actually throw, to put the government on its head. Like it would really, it would be a different, it would be a different day. These people got over because the free will, the free will had been kind of, uh, Kind of used against them. I give you this book, and you don't know what it means. You have the free to will. You have the free will to choose not to use it. So now you just threw away your vested interest in anything that you could ever claim that was yours, because you threw away the means to get it back.
5: Mm.
1: You know, but hey, you know, again, free will. They use your free will against you. They use it in a way where, hey, we will allow you to choose to worship this if you don't choose to worship this, then you can worship our people, but we'll give you fairy tales and signs, and we'll apply plausible and deni- uh, plausible deniability We'll tell you what you're seeing so that you will so that you' come to your conclusions, but it is a form of control, you know. You're telling me that people with bird wings really walk around, and you say it for so long. I really think that there are people with bird wings that walk around, but I've never seen people with bird wings walk around. <laughs> that's not even a read. that's, it can't even be remotely a uh, 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 universal truth only because, hell, I mean, you've been to tell me we've been creating all this, we've been created all these millenniums. And nobody's been able to fly with bird wings. Nobody's nobody's been able to, you know, grow bird wings out of their back. Come on now.
4: <laughs> can I ask you a question, Minister?
1: Go ahead, Arky. You're more than welcome.
4: Um, can you sue? Can you sue the Anti-Defamation League for defamation?
1: I don't see why not. They're organizations just like everybody else.
3: They They are considered a human being just like everybody else. Why not? Right. Exactly. When you read the article, that's exactly what my thoughts were. It's slander. Yeah. Well, technically it is slander. And here's
1: the thing. (laughs) What if all the organizations came together and did it?
2: What if all
1: the organizations came together and did it? They wouldn't know how to deal. They would I guarantee you'll probably be a media blackout.
2: It'd be a media
1: blackout. <laughs> except, except for
2: solar vision and solar science. Radio. <laughs> It'd be a media
1: blackout, you know, you're right. But what I'm just saying, like I'm I'm thinking about it. You can't have a whole They wouldn't wouldn't anticipate, maybe they would anticipate because it would, I guess you could say further, whatever plans that they have because if they could get, I feel like this easier to exterminate a whole mass of people if you can get them all in one place because then you you can, okay, you understand what I'm saying? It's just like when you go to possess somebody's estate, Let's just say they don't have their car in their estate. It'd be kind of hard for you to possess their car if it's not part of their estate, because again, it's not part of their estate. But what if you put the car inside of the estate? Well, now you got the person and the car and the estate. So now you have everything all in one. So what if you got all the Hebrew Israelites come together? Now you have a compiled list of who's considered a Hebrew Israelite, and now you could you know, eliminate them all at one time. But I'm only speaking from the mindset of a person who would probably want to do it. But it could also work in our favor, too, because if we knew how to maneuver on the chessboard, screw Anti-Defamation League, we bring it all down at one time. Right,
4: right. Right, right.
1: We break it down at one time. No,
4: if we actually all banded together and made a chess move like that,
0: mm-hmm. they would be too Yo.
4: scared to touch us.
0: Oh,
2: I know. Because yeah. they
4: know what that means. They yeah. told them in the Bible in antiquity, "Do not mess with them when they are serving their God."
1: Oh yeah. Cause they knew, and they know now. But see, that's why, that's why they're, that's why they're making the moves that they're making now. Because see, the time is up. It really, the, I'm like this. The nightmare is over when you wake up. When you wake up and you decide that it's over, it's over. But then you gotta learn. We have to learn how to move this one unit. You understand? We gotta learn how to move according to our standards. We have to every, everyone move according to their course. Because at the end of the day, when that was established, and when people see that there is law and order, they don't move. Because they don't know what you are, they don't know what you're going to do, but they know what we're capable of. (laughs) They know what we're capable of. They have our history, so they know what we're capable of. But if we knew what we were capable of, we can start on football game. We start our own football uh, federation, or whatever you want to call it. We start our own NBA. Start our own banking system. We start our own. You know, we have them buying houses from us and renting from us. We start <laughs> well, our own. Right. We can do that. And they get, and they tell. And here's the thing: they tell you you can do that. They 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 have to do it. They they have to allow you to do it. They may not this, want to do it, and just as right. sure as they may not want to do it, they have to do it. But just so that they decide that they don't want to do it, it would be a bigger burden on them because then they have to deal with the idea of us claiming an injury.
4: Right. And what, you know what we?
1: we're the only people
4: that can do it.
3: We're the only ones that can do it. I feel like,
1: I mean, we can, but I feel like even at the same time with so, I'm going to be honest with you, because I think that when you read that book, and as much as we, you know, some people like to shrug it off, I feel like numbers are intentional. I feel like every number served a purpose, and I feel like everything was just like if you write out a will and everything in that will has to be interpreted in such a way that there's a full benefit to enjoy something, right? We can all agree. Even you can read a typical dictionary to tell you that. But I say everything has to be executed accordingly. And if you don't know how to, they always send you to probate court, so on and so forth, blah, 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 blah. Aside from that, We don't forget that both of those Old Testament and New Testaments are nothing but wills. And all those wills have to be executed accordingly. So is it like, you know, where is it like it's 144,000? Well, I said like it's 144,000 for a reason only because that's the number of nobles. That's the number of people who would be able to Resurrect the industry there. That's how I I assume that maybe, you know, the people who were writing this book maybe they felt like with so much that has gone on in, you know, this millennium, so much new enterprise and so much industry and so much ingenuity that we've been able to see in our lifetime alone we would probably need more people than we think we would need in order to actually deal with all of this new uh this new fashion, so to speak. Because it's so it'll be so much for us to do. And you yeah. know, I said this I said this on a post one day. Uh nothing you know, building house you know, is a hard job but it helps speed up the process. The only thing that helps speed up the process is an extra pair of hands. So, you know I know they're very precise about how they wrote everything in that book and I'm like, look, in due time, in due time. Hundred and forty four thousand, you know, the most high willing that's what it's gonna be. But I you're right, we can do it. We can do it.
3: Shalom, brother and sister. Can I share something with you that happened on Tuesday? You got Um, it. Which lets me know that they know who we are too. It's um, Tuesday morning at 8.35. I went to log in to Soul Science Radio and a message came from um, Facebook saying that our site was under investigation. It said not only our site was under investigation, it said that uh, they were investigating all the groups that I was involved with and my site as well. They ran a scan on every file, every file of the radio station, every file that I have, every file of any group that I'm associated with, which did everybody that we know. And two and a half hours later, I get a message from um, Facebook apologizing. But what they don't know is I videotaped it. So I got to see all the files. Yeah, I got my camera out, and 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 it just sat there, and it, it went forever. And I just looked at all the files that they were looking at, but obviously, we cleared because nothing happened. Well, Everything you know
2: fine.
3: what? I'm like this.
0: It's like
1: they we, we. – I'll be like this. You have to treat Facebook just like you would treat reality. So this is virtual reality. And they will operate no different than the IRS. just consider Facebook a miniature as they want to try to keep the books. Because you also have to remember, just as sure as, you know, we're on there, it takes nothing for somebody to duplicate a a page. Right. And use our name and our branding.
3: That's that's already happened. That's beautiful. On on, this, we were taken over by um, someone in New Delhi, India. And I had oh, to fight that. I was fighting that morning with um, Facebook to prove who I was. That we were the ones that actually ran the station because someone in New Delhi, India, was saying that they ran the station.
1: You see how that works,
3: right? Mm-hmm. And, and and for and and they took over our station for a short time, and that's how we got all that almost crazy uh, TMZ. You saw the little the little ad. Yeah.
1: Yo, man, this is, I mean, this is beautiful. I I keep saying, like, I can't believe that this is happening in our time. You know, man, like, oh, my gosh, like, all of this is happening in our
5: time.
1: We get to be, we get to be the brick masons to lay the foundation for what is coming afterwards. Us see this revolution that so many people had hoped for so many years ago. We, we're like the beginning of it. And it's, I, I'm just like, man, all I could do is just smile because I'm like, wow, we actually are part of a transition in government. So, Hallelujah. Like, you know, let them do what they're doing, and we're going to do what we're going to do. But at
3: some point
1: in time, there's going to be a hiccup. There's going to be a hiccup
3: because you
1: understanding the mindset of these cockroaches now. They're animalistic. And I think them, a lot of our people are animalistic as well. So it's like, you know, they'll use whatever weapons they got to stop them to protect their. I'm sorry if y'all
4: hear that music. My bad. No, you don't. Uh, how is everybody doing with the Holy Month of Consecration? I'm starving right now. I'm on the hunt.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually good. I just, what, yesterday, early this morning I had me a smoothie. I haven't made any, uh, I didn't have any, uh, any uh, dinner yet. But yesterday I had me some quinoa, um, some coyote, which is like a Mexican squash, and some... Um, uh, some tomatoes, some some ruby red tomatoes, and some mushrooms to kind of be like the meat because I'm not eating any like meat. This uh, well, I, was, I didn't ever eat any meat on consecration, but I use that as meat. And then I had. Uh, it's like showing
4: this. off.
1: I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said show off. No, no. it's showing off. I'm just. This is this is how, look, because I, I can't cook to save my life, okay? I, I feel like cooking those things is the easiest thing for me because I'm cooking that for me and me alone, you know. But at the end of the day, that's what I know how to cook. I know how to, you know, steam those stuff and cook that quinoa and, you know, have me a whole bunch of vegetables and, you know, Eat that, and that's when working just by. Oh, and then I added some pineapples and some type of like mango or something in this. Uh, it was almost kind of like a stir fry, but it wasn't a stir fry. Um, but that's what I had yesterday. Um, but tonight I'm just gonna go for a salad and call it that. And I usually do that every Thursday. I don't know why I just do it, but um, so far so good for me. I'm just trying to keep as keep as many. You know, calories and proteins on me because this fast will you will drop. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will drop faster than a crackhead or dope. I no pun intended to anybody, but my gosh, like if your body is not used to not having, you know, not being able to have protein for a certain amount of time, man, please, you could lose that weight. I lose
4: weight. Yeah, I'm losing weight like crazy too. But can't you get like protein from veggies? too?
1: Yeah, but a certain certain amount of protein you get from veggies. But what I did this with I did this one, this one, uh, consecration. I I got the hookup. I bought me some hemp protein.
4: Uh, <laughs> I
1: put that bad boy.
4: And that's, what the,
1: that's what the protein shake in, in the morning, right? And oh, yeah. Oh. I use it as a seasoning, too, and I use it I use it on my food sometimes. Because it ain't nothing but a powder, it is a herb. So I use it, you know, kind of like an herb. No, uh, I'm sweating.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, I'm man. Okay, I mean, thank you. Any Any chance I get to use that stuff, okay. I use it. You know, because I want to make sure, you know, I don't waste while I'm, you know, fasting. But hopefully everybody, you know, hopefully everyone's fast is, you know, going a lot more easier than before. Because I know we got a lot of new, we got several new people. And we got people who haven't necessarily done it before. So it it may not be as easy, you know, as they think. But I think this year and last year was much easier than the year before that because we were, uh, able to, you know, have the meal, uh, and then still have the shakes and stuff like that. But hopefully this year is a lot more, di- you know, a lot more easier for everybody. Um, I'm not
4: even doing shakes. I'm doing nothing but water during daylight hours, and then about mm-hmm. between six and seven, I break my fast with a date. Okay. And I just had like four or five of them, and right now I just ordered like some new quesadillas with salmon. And like the guacamole, but I, I, I'm not eating this, the the shape. Tell me, tell me, like when you say in the morning, like as soon as you wake up, or like before. Oh no, when I wake up, yeah,
1: well, I'm the morning. <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> because I'm used to yeah. Ra- I'm used to Ramadan, and with yeah. Ramadan, you don't you don't take anything, no right. water, no nothing. And then yeah. when the sun goes down, you pray, and you break your fast with the day, and then you eat. And then you actually wake up in the middle of the night before the sun comes up and you pray, and you eat again so that that can sustain you throughout the day. I thought we were doing the the straight, you know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. I just did water and one, one meal, and maybe if I wake up, I might snack on something, but... Right. Yeah. So that's why the, and it's a good thing because you know I was getting sick. I've always been sick, but I was getting a you know, extra cake, and I was like, I need to shed some weight. So yeah, I, like my face thinned out a lot and my neck. So yeah, all praises due to the Most High. Yeah. i I feel energetic too. Like if I'm if I'm cleaning, then I don't get hungry. But if I'm at home, I'm like, oh my god, please, like, please, six or seven, come right now. And yeah, but the the water, just having the water, like, really helps me to sustain. If I can, I'll I'll push it out like sixty or ninety days because I think I need it. And there's this sister that um was on Facebook that invited me to this group, and she has this clay that actually cleanses your intestines, like your small intestines and your large intestines and your colon, without actually having to have, forgive me, I hope I'm not to anybody out. Let me move away from this first one a little bit. Without actually having to have, like, a colonic, and I've had a colonic before, and I've done a full, like, body uh, detox before, and you know what? I got pregnant <laughs> right after I did that full detox. And that was my first and only pregnancy. And so there is something with that detox. There's something with that detox. And the lady put, like, videos and stuff like that. Oh, You know, she's, like, really grossed me out a little bit of what comes out of you, you know, with the actual herbs that um, that comes in the package. But I was thinking about, like, trying to prolong it 60 60 days or maybe 90 days and maybe doing that really deep detox for um, the second month or something, but that's, that's how my fast has been going so far, and I yield.
1: No problem. I'm glad that, you know, it's not, you know, a hindrance. I think, like, every year, like I said, I think every year it's much smoother because then you get used to um, you get used to the time uh and uh when you're when you're supposed to eat and all this other different things uh these other different things but, but one of the things you know i i have always recommended is making sure like you read something only because you know one of the things i've learned is like when you're constantly when you're fasting and you're taking the impurities out of your body, uh, and then you're eating certain foods to replace the toxins that you've lost, the same thing with your mind. When you're fasting, is both a physical and a mental thing. So it's, you know, ever since I got, like when I first started doing it, I would always read the scriptures, and it seemed like, when I did it, I didn't think about food. Like when I would read, I wouldn't think about food. But I did, you know, uh, the second uh, year, I did uh, eat. First year, I did a number of liquids, and that really took a toll on me. But I, I wasn't, like, uh, burned out to a point where I was uh, dehydrated, but I was burned out in terms of there was exhaustion. But aside from that, you gotta feed your mind just as well. You gotta feed your stomach. So, you know, you you got two stomachs. You got your mind and you got your stomach, and you know, in your belly, and one shouldn't go without. Um, there's one thing for you to just eat something, but then your mind has to eat too. So that's why I always say, just if you know, when you're fasting, and um, you find like, oh, I don't have anything to do. I'm hungry. Yo, pick up your book and read because I guarantee you, like, you won't think about it as much, and then the book is actually pretty good. <laughs> like, I must have read that book so many times, but then, like, this this time is much more different. It seems like I can read it. I'm reading it now and just seeing things I didn't see the last time I read it, but I guess that's the case um, every year. But aside from all of that, um, anybody else have any other um Uh, other topics that they want to share this evening. And if not, we we can adjourn, but I just want to give everybody a chance to um, speak this evening because I know last week we got off early because no one uh, didn't have anything. But
0: the floor is open. Oh, um, so I
1: wanted wanted to keep everybody uh, of the problem of progress i um have a court date to go in front of the court um to get a final order to change my name. Um, my court date is in September, and the lady broke it down to me um because I finally got my affidavit of publication in the mail. It came last week I got my affidavit of publication. I have to file it with the court first so they'll know that I have a case, which I already have a case um, because I filed a petition. But at the end of the day, um, I got to take the final order to the court. I think it's kind of – it's not backwards, but then it's kind of like, okay, I know I could have did this uh, first. But anyway, I got to take the final order to the court. And I gotta go in front of the court, go on the stand. they're gonna ask me a couple of questions, and I have to swear or make I have to swear no um and that's gonna be the end of that
4: well, um, hello, Minister. Do yeah. we all, are we, that's just a formality right for the on the record you say yeah. what your name is oh so we're all gonna have to do that
1: well, no, it depends. Because every court isn't set up the same every 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 system isn't set up the same like you like there are certain states where you won't have to go in front of a judge to change your name you see what I'm saying but see it's,
2: yes, sir. it's
1: that's a that's a um that's a policy in the state of Georgia that you must go in front of the court to legally change your name here. And I and I understand why because at the end of the day you have to remember that we're living in the corporation and just as sure as you try to change your name to something somebody else may be using that name they can't have two companies using the same name because they don't want to place tax burdens on the same uh, on the entity on the entity twice or they don't want anybody trying to uh escape tax liability so they under so you know I kind of understand it now.
0: Uh,
1: it's one of those things where you know some people may not necessarily have to see a judge. Like I didn't have to see a judge to actually change my name per se. I had to go to court to get it legalized. If you know you want to be technical, because that's basically what you're doing. Like you can they tell you you have the free will to change your name at will. But it's not legally changed until they legalize you legalize it pretty much. You didn't like I didn't legally change it until I got to court
5: basically.
1: And it's not legally changed unless you have a court order. And now I understand why you may need one. Cause I don't need anybody saying, Oh, well you using my name. Oh sir buddy. I'm at the court and I changed that. And you had thirty days to object. So no, I'm not using your name. That's mine. I acquired that. But aside from that, this is the same thing everybody will do. I just keep my progress um uh published only because I know that you guys will be doing it as well. And one uh one of the brothers, um, he's no longer with us anymore. He posted um he posted his in the site blogs. I should do that. But if you guys wanted to do it, you're more than welcome to do it. Um, But that's just to keep you guys up to par as to what's going on with that. Um, Yeah, I'm excited because I don't... I'm I'm excited because I want to, you know, I can't wait to do it, but I'm also kind of like curious as to what the judge is going to ask me. (laughs) Because you... At this point in time, you got to think about it. You guys will be going to court... Telling the court that you're changing your last name to Israel. Uh-huh. You
3: know you're what? I'm saying? Like, why? You guys,
1: you guys will be going to court and you guys will be, you know, Alex Ben Israel, uh, Nisha Bot Israel, uh, Nisha Monica Bot Israel. Israel. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Yes, like, they're, they, at a time such as this, they're like, wow, everybody's waking up. You know, so I'm curious as to what they're going to ask, which I'm not nervous at all. I'm actually pretty happy that I get to go to court so that now the people who are there who may not know that Israel is waking up, now you know we're here. And we know what happened to us, and we know what's going on, and we know what we're going to do.
4: Shalom, one more time, Minister. Quick question. No, no problem. What you're doing is is actually in establishing your Aboriginal name that you use in the public, not your true name. Is that no. correct? That's a question.
1: Okay. No. no, 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 no. Cause and this is not uh, because this isn't class. I try to keep it brief. No, you're not putting the Aboriginal title on the in the public.
3: Okay, so this is just for the the, the, the trust.
1: This is for the true. Yeah, this is for the true name. This is for the name that oh. you would be using on the trust. You're right. Oh,
4: so I could. Because yeah. e- mm. um, you have to okay. remember.
1: You have to remember. That you're still in the public, and that whole entity, the the, the Aboriginal uh, name, that's a private entity, and all you're doing is creating layers for yourself, which everybody should be doing anyway. Considering you, know. but that,
2: yeah. I can't
1: believe you guys do it. You guys are going to have a you guys are gonna have a blast. It's, I'm serious, man. It's like nothing nothing like buying your name. You know, it's, it feels good when you, like, when you finally can say, I can call myself by my father's name and actually know what that means. And you guys will be living proof of that. So I can't wait to you guys do it. I just I just I'm just gonna be asking all kinda questions, like what is it like? Because again, like I said, every court system isn't set up the same and every state isn't set up the same. Um but I just can't wait and I'm just gonna tell you, man, welcome to the club. <laughs> welcome to the club. Um I think most I think most if not some of the people already start doing it, which is good. Um but for those who haven't done it yet, don't worry. You guys will do it. But um, it is fifty-eight minutes after eight. Does anybody have any other uh, topics that they want to? Does anybody have any other topics they want to discuss?
4: Come on, Minister uh, Cedric. Yes. This is Ati Crystal. I want to ask you: What was the cost that you had to pay to do the name change?
1: Um. Well, here in the state of Georgia, here is how it's done.
5: Um,
1: I had to pay $210 in uh, to file my petition. And then, obviously, Chatham County has a contract with Savannah Morning News. They not have a contract with anybody else to do legal notice. So I uh the court refers you to Savannah Morning News to pay $45 for legal notice fees um, and they'll run it for 30 days you have they have to run it for 30 days it'll start on the day uh well mine well started on a Friday and so you have to get every issue that comes out that on that Friday um up until 4 weeks and then after that, you you pretty much schedule a hearing. So in all essence, I pretty much for the process spent like because it's two hundred and fourteen dollars for the petition. No, was it two hundred and fourteen dollars for the petition? Oh oh, trying to the paper. I'm sorry, y'all. I
3: trying to remember what I did with the paper. Oh, I know where it is. Okay. Yeah, it's two hundred fourteen. Come
0: on, no forty-five. Shoot,
2: that's
1: two (laughs) hundred fifty-nine dollars. Well. Like a Finis Shakur said in the Tupac and All Eyes on uh, All Eyes on Me movie, "Freedom ain't free." <laughs> oh
4: my God! I was just watching that podcast on Blog Talk. i swear, man. that
1: freedom ain't free, nor is freedom it for free.
4: freedom for
1: everyone. <laughs> yes, sir. So, you know. You will come out of pocket, but here's another thing, and I I have to say this because, like, I was saying this uh, when I started trying to finish this process that the FBI will do your background search, but I don't think I'm going to do it with the FBI. The reason why is the time involved. Because they're talking about taking, what, 10, 10 weeks? 10 weeks to do a background search, I'm like, man, by the time I do it through the state, I done got it back. And the state is pretty comprehensive for the most part because, I mean, heck, if you ain't, you know, did no crimes in any other states, then you shouldn't have anything to worry about. I mean, I, I don't have anything to worry about. I just figured, you know, the FBI was cheaper. But the time is longer. The state, they charge you maybe 30 Five dollars and they give it back to you in three days. I can do a lot, and I can do you know a lot in ten weeks. But you know I don't want to wait. So if you guys can do it in your state and you get it in a shorter time, do it. Because, <laughs> all honestly, man, I'm not gonna sit here and wait for the FBI to give me back something. You know, wait no ten weeks for them to give it back. I just ain't, but. Uh, to Octave, uh Crystal, um, I don't know how your county is set up, but then that's the Georgia law, um, you know, that we go to court. Um, but then again, the county may be different. So all I can say is check your, uh, check your superior uh, court. Uh, or your court, of school, uh, whatever it may be, because I don't know what kind of court you guys have where you live, and see what their fees is, because you hopefully your fees are cheaper. Uh, yes,
4: hopefully, sir, bro. I didn't care. ours; is two ten. I was just wondering
1: how much yours was, was. Oh, mine was two fourteen. <laughs> and it's crazy because, like my my boss, when I told him about it. He said, "You guys have." He said, "You have to run your name in the newspaper." I said, "Yeah." He said, "Why would they want you to run your name in the newspaper?" And it, and I laughed because I was like, "The fact that you don't know why is startling." <laughs> I figured the was same. This, reason. I'm sorry. What did I, you say?
4: I was gonna say, "Was this a uh, you know a more or?"
1: Oh no, this was talking away. He didn't know. He didn't know that you had to run your name in the newspaper for a name oh. change. And I was like, the fact that you, I'm saying to myself, the fact that you don't know or didn't know was kind of startling considering the fact that, you know, it'd be no different than if you want to change your name for a business or you want to get, a, you know, um, if you're trying to claim someone's estate or you want to change the name on an estate, it's the same process. At least that's what I'm learning now. I, I figured they're no different because they all have the same pattern. So, um, hopefully, yeah, Octi, uh, Crystal, you know, your whole, you all situation may be, be a little bit different. Um, hopefully you don't have to pay that much in legal notice fees. Because, again, well, which newspaper does legal notice in your county?
2: Say that again, brother.
1: I said, which, which, uh, newspaper company does legal notices in your county?
4: Oh, in my county, we only have one, and that's called the Lee Ledger. And it costs $10 per 100 words to put a notice in the paper. In the oh, legal wow. Fiction.
1: My... I got to find this now because I want to read you what mine's saying. is.
2: Ours is... Where is it? Hold
1: on. Oh, here it is. Ours is... Twenty eight dollars per line. Yeah, twenty eight dollars per line. Twenty
4: eight dollars per line. How many words go on the line?
1: <laughs> <No>.
4: <laughs> That's highway <a> robbery, man.
1: <laughs> Yo, and it's crazy. Uh, and and here's the interesting thing about it, because like, well, I mean, the fee for it was. Oh. Oh no, never mind. I okay, I because I, I remember reading it. I remember reading it the way that they uh uh gave it to me. But yeah, that's that's what it has on here, twenty eight dollars per line. I said, "Who hell, that's a lot, but okay, you know, I only end up having to pay forty five dollars. I guess because I pay so much in court fees. Well I pay so much in uh File a petition, but you know, whatever works for them, you know, I just ain't want to spend $500 trying to do it. I already got to do that, you know, you know, paying so much money for them to change the name on the birth certificate. It's like $35, no, I think it was $35 or $38 for them to uh, change the name on the birth certificate, and I haven't even finished that yet because they needed a court order. So, but all
4: I do have to do. Being that I have to get my birth certificate because I have to get another New York State ID, so now I'm going to have to pay for two birth certificates. Mm -hmm.
2: Basically, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to
1: change your name on the other, (laughs) change
2: your name. You know
4: what? Right now, the Most High is messing with me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just think, well, you know, I look at it like this, Octi. I think once you once you do it and it's done you will look back at it and say, you know, um, I'm glad I already did it. I'm glad I did it. But, y'all, here is something that I've found very startling because I've been seeing this trend pop off now uh, for uh, for, like, the last month where people are making videos. And let me please just say this. I urge you because Preeza has been saying this for a while now. Don't do this. Don't take that Social Security number and then try to use that account to purchase anything. Don't do it. Because folks are actually going out there using that Social Security number, which I know is a it's an account number, but it's a Social Security number. And it, they're purchasing things with that money. And here's here's something that's really interesting. A guy he uh he was talking about, it. he made a video in contrast to it and he said if people actually knew what they were doing, they would stop. He said because I tried it, he said Lord knows I tried it. I will I was paying bills. I was doing all kinds of stuff. He said, and at first, they won't, you know, it won't come back. At first, you know, everything will clear and it will go through. He said, but all of that money, all of those bills that he ended up uh, spending that money
0: on, all that was rescinded. Now you stuck with the debts again.
1: Because the money has been returned back to the bank. All of the money that he spent from that account was returned back to the bank. They voided it. You got people out here showing themselves, going on eBay, going on Google, buying shoes, clothes, video games and stuff. And it's like, you guys are really doing this stuff. And... You guys are going to put yourself in more trouble than none. they are collecting these routing numbers from this social security number. Only thing I'm saying to y'all is don't do that. Don't even get the idea to do it because you're going to put yourself in a whole nother case of hell that you probably won't be able to get out of especially when it involved the IRS and especially when it involved the Federal Reserves. So just be aware that that stuff is out there. Um, and, you know, I'm only seeing this in my lifetime because obviously this isn't new. It's something that quote-unquote sovereign citizens have been doing for a long time now. I'm made aware that they've been doing this for quite some time. Like it'll pop, it'll, It'll catch fire, people, you know, be on the bandwagon, and then it'll die off because people start being investigated. I've seen two videos like that. The first one I saw was a white guy. He was saying how he went to spend some money from the account, and now he's being investigated by the FBI. No, not the FBI. I think it was either the FBI or the federal. I think it was the FBI. He's been investigated. So just be aware that people are out here doing this stuff, and don't do it, cause it's not worth jail time. It's not worth prison time. In due time, you will figure out what to what that what that whole thing is used for what it is actually used for, and how you properly use it. So don't go out there doing that stuff now, man, because I don't want to hear about nobody talking about, oh, you know, they in they in prison because they tried something on YouTube. And everybody knows if you're trying anything off of YouTube, <laughs> it better be something that ain't going to cause you to go to prison. So. Um, but anybody, uh does anybody have any other um, topics that they want to put on the table?
0: If not, we can adjourn for this evening. I just opened the floor once more. Okay. Well, it is 11 minutes
1: after 9. No, 12 minutes after 9. We can adjourn for this evening. Um, for those who are, uh, are still fasting this month, please, you know, be diligent and please continue doing that. And also just stay on top of your uh, life ledger and all your uh, other um, your other priorities because when we come back, we, uh, we'll get the ball rolling. And I'll uh, see you guys back here next Thursday. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.
0: Shalom. Nice to you.